Yesterday morning, I woke up to an email, very interesting email. It was to my author email, which is where I get more professional stuff, or from readers who want to reach out through my website or, you know, whatever else. Um, For book reviews and stuff. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) To to send you their books. No, no. (laughs) Stop it with that. Welcome. You're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, Episode 10, Part 1, Music We Hate and Not Stealing Art. Hello, everybody. I'm Chad Lutsky. And I'm Jeremiah Bannister. And you're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, part of the Project Entertainment Network. It's a podcast that tosses film onto the Chase Lounge to discuss, psychoanalyze, and maybe even point and laugh at. And uh, today, among other things, we'll be discussing Night of the Were Rooster. Yeah, Night of the Were Rooster, bro. By MGM, starring. This by uh, MGM? Brad Pitt and directed <laughs> by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> you had, dude, you had me going because I'm like, I'm sitting there, I did a little bit of homework. I mean, it was, there was a lot online about this movie. But no, I did I did some homework and I'm like thinking, wait a second, like MGM, like, did you had your mind? <laughs> yeah. Did I miss something? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> other than uh, ruining your day by watching Neither Wear Rooster, mm-hmm. what what else have you been doing this week, man? Uh, man, I dude, honestly, I kind of took a little bit of a hiatus on Lost. You know, I I love it, but given the situation that we're all in, kind of being trapped in the home and stuff like that, yeah. it's really easy to just waste your time. And, you know, I don't consider it a complete waste because I enjoy the show. I'd love to talk about the show and maybe write something about the show. I think it's a fantastic program. But at the same time, you know, I need to finish my book. I need to work on stuff in the house. I have other books that I'm wanting to read right now. I'm going through Paradise Sky and uh, your book. Okay, so pretty pumped up about that. And um, in fact, really excited. And so, you know, I've got I've got things that I want to do. I've got I've got things that I want to read. And not only that, but this week it's been finals week for my kids. And so they had a lot of studying to do. So I've been I've been pretty busy, man, at the house with the kids writing and reading. And uh, so that's what I've been doing. So no TV and and watching watching some movies, though. Uh, So that's been nice, but mainly at night. But. I will tell you this. One of the things that I read that's a little bit uh, outside the box, uh, even for the show, I, I read some of these cautionary tales in Bad Child's Book of Beasts. This is by uh, Hilary Belloc. You got to see the cover here. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's got that British-styled art here. But I read it to my mom because my mom, she uh, she was visiting. And the thing is, actually, I should not say that. <laughs> <laughs> I should not say that she did that. And <laughs> over the phone? <laughs> over the phone. I was yeah. reading and going, hey, look, yeah, over over Skype or something. Uh, you know, because she's from Pennsylvania. Um, but the thing is, man, she, you know, she saw the cover and she's like, Oh, yeah, cautionary tales for children and stuff. It's got these kind of weird pictures and everything. What's that all about? And so, you know, I was reading them and I won't read any of these, but I'll tell you some of the titles. Uh, Jim, who ran away from his nurse and was eaten by a lion. 
Henry King, who chewed bits of string and was cut off in dreadful agonies. Matilda, who told lies and was burned to death. <laughs> so it's got these stories that, and it's always kind of uh, almost like an Aesop's fable. You know, there's some kind of a moral to the story, like, you know, hold on to your nurse's hand, your babysitter, basically, the nanny, because as much as you may dislike her, there might be something else much worse out there, you know, so just deal with it kind of thing, you know, or, or don't just eat anything, you know, we're, we're supposed to eat certain kinds of food or don't uh, kind of the, the boy who cried wolf. That's the, the Matilda one. If I'm remembering rightly, Pink Floyd uh, has a, an album or a song, Matilda, and originally the original and you can still hear it. You can actually still hear the original version of the song that's based on this. But the the estate, the Belloc estate, didn't they didn't want any association <laughs> with with Pink Floyd and the drugs. And so they said, no, 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 don't do that. And so they had to switch it up a little bit. But it's about his mother reading him these stories. And and that's part of it. And so pretty, pretty cool little factoid about that. But these are hilarious. And if people would like to have my kids love it, too. I actually got a form for for Christmas. It's, they're, they're hilarious and they're terrible. I mean, it just, they just are. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're so terrible. My mom was aghast. Just, oh my gosh, you know, what, what is that? And, but they're funny, they're fun and they actually teach good lessons. I mean, the lessons that they're trying to convey are, are wise. So I've been, that's what I've been up to, man. What about you, dude? What have you been doing? Well, I took Sadie's lead, Sadie Hartman, mother horror, who we had on last week. I took her lead and I watched Waco. You did, yeah, dude. How did what did you think about that, man? Um, dude, it was uh, it was really heavy, especially knowing kind of how it ends anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's uh, I mean, like six hours of character development. You know, so you get to because it's a people. series, right? Yeah, it's a mini series. A mini series, yeah, yeah. And there's I I, I believe six episodes. And I oh, watched so there's over. an end. There's an end to the the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't mean you, to joke about this, but if you don't laugh, you cry. Yeah, I think you know the end. But it's it it was, you know, it's based on. I, I don't want to talk too much because we talk about it in uh, last week's episode. But it was based on two books: one written by the FBI negotiator, and then one written by a surviving uh, Davidian who never really can. Cons- considered himself Davidian. He just considered himself someone living there who was happens to be David Crest's friend. So, um, that's a curious thing. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean I'm not, not to say he wasn't living there. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the compound like, with the cult, I think it was more like a, just like a label thing. Like he didn't really, you, you know, he didn't like maybe subscribe to that title, mm. you know? And he's just like, am I doing all of the stuff that they're doing? Yes. Am I living here? Yes. Um, but I'm just here because I like being here and I feel accepted. And and here I am just totally inside this guy's head. I don't know why I'm going off on everything that he was probably thinking and why he didn't consider himself a Davidian. But anyway, um, nevertheless, uh, so it was, it was like equal, you know, but it definitely, most definitely favored the Davidians. Yeah, which was nice to see, not because I'm down with the cults, you know, <laughs> but because I just felt like I was getting more truth, you know, and it, yeah. and it also felt like this is not very PC or this is dangerous or 
But Netflix has done that, you know, some of the documentaries that they put out that are a little controversial when it comes to law enforcement and stuff. I've seen some really cool things on there that don't shed a very good light on some things. And, and this would be, you know, one of them. I mean, it's not a Netflix original like Sadie had mentioned. I think it was shown somewhere two years ago. It's it's a couple years old. But as someone who's seen documentaries about it, because we did mention that, you know, that we've seen alternative view media. documentaries, <laughs> right? Yes, we've yeah. watched alternative media and and we've seen documentaries about the 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 face off, right? Yeah. Um and you know, some of it pretty compelling. I mean, it's it's evidence of this stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. There, there's evidence of this. I mean, they even have satellite footage and heat signatures on who shot where first. I mean, you know, it's, there's stuff that you just can't you can't get around that. But yeah. Um, you know, I think it's cool though that you have competing views that that gave input on that. You know, so it's not so it's not just a complete project mockingbird. Yeah, thing. but even the negotiator, it, his view was not competing. He was very empathetic toward uh, the Davidians in the movie, and I believe probably in the book, uh, he was not down at all with what happened, mm-hmm. and tried everything he could to stop that. It was so well acted too. It was so well done. Uh, super impressive. Um, the guy who played Koresh, yeah, real charismatic, you know, and, and we're not like you can like completely understand why everybody would want to, you know, stay there. I mean, there, you know, some of that stuff is just hard to swallow. Like, like, uh, you know, don't every, don't anybody here have sex, but I'm going to have sex with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, well, females, all of the females, including, you know, people that you are married to. And they were just down with that. And that it's was probably the most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's a, I think it's a common thing for maybe not necessarily, maybe, maybe not necessarily like celibacy, but to be shared, you know, but to be having the women, you know, uh, being shared with the cult leader, I guess. I, I think it's, yeah. But yeah, I um, it was good. I, I it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, it was so um, it was devastating. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, devastating. yeah, yeah. You know, even even the the whole Ruby Ridge stuff. You know, I mean, it, it was a lot of that kind of going on in the. Yeah, uh, that's covered in there too. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's but a- Ruby Ridge was was mentioned in the film or in the in the series. Uh, yeah, if it's the same thing we're talking about, I think that's what it was called. Yeah, it showed because yeah. it kind of showed um, the negotiator and what he, what kind of person he is, and how hard he tries to not use violence versus what you know the FBI can uh, has a tendency to do sometimes, or at least did then. Yeah, it's the wrath of Janet Reno, bro. That was an era. That was a time. <laughs> Pretty crazy ride, man. With all yeah. that. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome, man. It sounds like something that that you know I'd love to see. Um, you know, as you know, as I said before, I've I've studied that quite a bit. Um, watched a lot of different documentaries, and and I watched it in real time, so I got the the mainstream narrative <laughs> loud and clear. And we we actually studied it too in in journalism school because that was a big deal, man. Where journalists weren't allowed anywhere near, yeah. you know, nowhere near the compound. They're like super far away. And and they're they're listening as sounds are being pumped out at the compound all night long. I mean, it was it was yeah. it was 
crazy the kind of uh, mental games that were going on and the way that the media wasn't allowed to to report on it and or at least not up close they weren't allowed to get in anywhere and it, it that went on for a long time and so we talked about that like the ethics of that you know in a world with mm-hmm. free speech and where where journalism is supposed to have this kind of spotlight on things um and yeah that was a, a crazy situation but i'd love to i'd love to see it man yeah yeah you should i know that there was one cameraman there but i don't know if you consider him a journalist but oh there was a they they well i don't know did they mention anything about the journalist being barricaded a long ways away um i don't recall but i know that just with the one guy um you know and then at least in this movie i'm not sure if if this happened in real life but what he filmed turned up missing like immediately yeah yeah. wow yeah like right after that initial shootout yeah i'd I'd be interested to see it you know and i've seen documentaries too you know that aren't as much alternative media in fact um i saw an interview because it was more than just one survivor. There were other people who left. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen interviews with them, too. And so, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how that plays out. Another documentary-styled series that I would like to see um, is Chernobyl. Yeah. I've never seen I haven't seen that. I haven't either. But, yeah, they, I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing that. They need to do one on Three Mile Island. I grew up right near there, man. We had to bust a move. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, man. Dude, there are some, some. I mean, some of the best documentaries I've ever seen in my life have been in the last year, mm-hmm. from from Netflix, the ones that they made. And I'm not talking about Tiger Dude or whatever that that thing is called, <laughs> um, Tiger King. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I haven't I mean, even that seen was, that. Yeah. It was, I guess, entertaining, but it was more like a, akin to a reality TV show. Um, but kind of no. like Night of the Rooster. Well, no, I, I I have some more. Th- if, if that's your segue, segue, I've got a couple more no, things here. No. <laughs> no. Um, oh. Or are you just you just that excited to, to talk about? Uh, I'm pumped, dude. I'm really psyched. Um, no, the yeah, I'm super pumped. <laughs> the documentary, um, like hit, uh, taken in plain sight. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that one. Uh, another one would be uh, The Confession Killer, which is about the serial killer Henry Lee Lucas. And then um, Don't F with Cats. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Very, very good. Yeah, all three of those, man. And there's another one I saw too, and I can't remember which one, what it was. You know, Incredible I used stuff. to watch tons of documentaries. I used to watch them all the time. Mm-hmm. But I kind of I feel like, you know, for whatever reason, I, I don't I don't really know the reason why I don't want to say it's it's just because of the show, because it kind of started even before then. But it's it's a lot like um, it's akin to the whole thing with me and nonfiction that most of my life has been dedicated to reading uh, nonfiction, you know, philosophy mm-hmm. and theology and economics and politics and literature, you know, literary criticism, you know. And so that was kind of my world for a long time. And I, I started getting more into short stories, poetry, and eventually fiction. And I feel like I've kind of done that also with movies where instead of just loading up on um, documentaries and even some TV shows, but like West Wing, 
You know what I mean? Like it's not a documentary, but they put a lot of effort in there to try to, you know, have some degree of accuracy with things. It's actually kind of remarkable, but, but getting away from, from that and spending a lot more time just watching, you know, fictional film. And I feel that, that uh, that's good, but it's also its own kind of enthusiasm. Maybe like it's the inverse, you know what I mean? It's that whole shadow thing going on where it's I, I'm going from one extreme to another. And I feel like I got to kind of balance that out. And so Waco might be a really good one to watch, to to see where it's a good blend too, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, and so that might be, that might be, a, you know, a way of doing that. I wanted to say something too, man. This is a little bit off topic a little, but, um, you know, this week talking about things that, that I've done and stuff, I saw, I saw a tweet by Stephen King. And it's, he said, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. He said that assuming Goodfellas is number three, what are the other seven best gangster movies? Well, I guess, yeah, seven. I don't, I don't know what that, I don't know why he would do eight. It's kind of a weird thing. So I I put out 10, right? I put out my list. And, and it it was funny because I got some kickback on it. And I, it's, you know, it's fair because what I did is I, I included television. And so, you know, I have on there and I won't go through all of them, but I put on, you know, things like Snatch and uh, Godfather 1 and 2, number 2 rated much higher, um, Scarface, Pulp Fiction. Uh, but I also included, and I'm surprised nobody was like, hey, man, wh- why would you put these on there? But I think they're good, man. Uh, Bugsy Malone and uh, and Dick Tracy. You know, because, it, you know, these gangster movies, and I'm thinking, you know, all the other, all the other lists that I saw were, were a lot of really serious ones. You know, I mean, that mm-hmm. makes sense too. But I thought, you know, I think that Dick Tracy is a good movie. I think Bugsy Malone is a great movie. You know, and I put I on... I haven't seen either. You haven't... Oh my gosh. Well, mm-hmm. If you're if you going to see either one of those, Bugsy Malone. You know, Bugsy Malone... Oh, what's her name, man? From Silence of the Lambs, bro. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Yeah, we're talking mm-hmm. little. You know, real young. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she's one of the main characters in there and they're, they're all, it's like, they're all, it's mob stuff, you know, but they're all kids and they've got these Tommy guns that shoot out this kind of cream pie stuff, you know, like pie in the face stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but they're, but they're mobsters right? and they've got competition and one owns a club and everything. And so I like the cars and it's fun. There's music and everything. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a really good time. It's a funny movie. Um, well done in my opinion. But Dick Tracy, too. I've always liked that. I know people give it flack and people kind of bust Madonna's chops in it. And I'm like, really? But I, I think that it's a good movie. But ones that I mentioned that I hadn't seen, maybe this is why I, I thought of it, because, dude, I don't know if you've seen any of these. The Irishman. Have you seen no. that? I, I, I want to. Yeah, yeah, me too. American Gangster. Mean Streets. Black Mass. Miller's Crossing. Public Enemy. Get Carter. And Jackie Brown. And I know we've talked about, we actually kind of were wondering if we should do Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Yeah. 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 I've seen Miller's Crossing. Uh, Black Mass. Is that with Johnny Depp? Yeah. Okay. I've seen that. Yeah. So and, it's Public Enemy. And then I've seen another one that you mentioned, but I can't remember. And dude, I, I put on there, I put honorary mentions. Well, and by the way, what got, what get, what got me flack, because so far, not too much is, is controversial. But number one, I put on there Sopranos. <laughs> I loved it, man. I loved the Sopranos. Oh, yeah, I watched, great. Yeah, loved it. Talk about um, gangster, yeah. 
Yeah, total gangster. And but I, I put on there as as honorable mentions. I put Reservoir Dogs, Road to Perdition, which I thought it was interesting because I didn't see any other list with that on there. And uh, and God Thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. It's one. Um, it's, it's it's a classic. Yeah. What about uh, um, Boys in the Hood or Straight Out of Oh Gangster, not Gangsta. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But some people, some people had that. Some people had those mixed in and stuff. You know, if they would have, you know, I, I, you know, it makes sense. It doesn't have to. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, but even though it's, it might not be an organized crime kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, still, it's still gangster, I guess. It is gangster. Yeah. Same, same thing with uh, gangs in New York. Yeah. You know, that, that would be listed on there. I mean, you know, so, I think that you know, and and uh, what is it, Boondock Saints? You know, yeah, that'd be another good. one that you could you could throw on there. But yeah, like um, you know, I was kind of thinking about it, and I was like, yeah, I you know, I didn't mention any of those, but it's, it's a decent list. So I'd be interested to see, you know, what our what our listeners and what our viewers think about that question. You know, like you yeah, know, Stephen King, assuming Goodfellas is number three, and I'm going to switch this up. I don't know what he's doing about this this whole seven best gangster movies thing. Uh, what are the other seven or? 10 uh best gangster moves in your opinion so we'd love to we'd love to hear your opinion on that you can message us on facebook or you can direct it at twitter at paleo cheese or even a gmail at paleo cheese at gmail.com right on yeah i i had to mention this just because it's so hilarious and i know that you already know about it but yesterday morning i woke up to an email very interesting email it was to my author email which is where i get more professional stuff or from readers who want to reach out through my website or, you know, whatever else. Um, For book reviews and stuff. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) To to send you their books. No, no. (laughs) Stop it with that. I don't want your books. All right, man. That that will be my last time ever making that joke until the next time I do it. Anyway, uh, no, for, yeah, or, or, or publishers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I got this email there. And it's from this woman. I'm not going to give her a name. But all the email said was, you stole my drawing of Kurt Cobain. I have the original work, and I can prove it. <laughs> for those who don't know, uh, yeah, I yeah. have a, a large handful of... Um, watercolor portraits that I sell as prints on Etsy. My wife and I both have some artwork up there. And uh, I took some of them down because I didn't think they were big sellers like Philip Seymour Hoffman. And uh, I think I did one of, uh, of Morgan Freeman, but there's one of Kurt Cobain up there. And I'm, I'm assuming that's where she saw it or she saw me share it somewhere. Maybe she follows me on Twitter or something like that. I don't know. But I wrote her back and I was as kind as you can be under the circumstances and just yeah. said, you know, hey, you may have drawn something. Uh, well, first, first of all, I said, first of <laughs> all, this is drawn something <laughs> <laughs> on a napkin at a diner. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I told her, first of all, this is not a drawing. This is a, a watercolor painting. Mm-hmm. And you and I, I got it from this reference photo this famous photo and uh, you may have drawn something using the same photo, but, uh, and I told her, you and I both know, I don't need to explain any of this to you that I don't owe you an explanation. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so nice try. But did you ever hear back? No, she never wrote back. That was the end of it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And I appreciate your investigative work that you did uh, very soon after I told you. That's usually the kind of thing I did. Um, I wasn't mad. I shared. I shared on Facebook about it, and some people laughed. And and but it wasn't. It wasn't anything I was worried about, or or you know. I mean, I got. You yeah. know, I I did that. That's my painting. So I mean, I just got a kick out of it. Someone to take the time to send an email and say, "Hey, that's mine. I did that, and yeah. I've got the original." And so. it, and that it's off of a popular picture. I mean, it, yeah. so it wasn't like an original that you just thought. No, like, hey, no, no, no. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I uh, used a, a famous picture for. I I don't know who took the photo, but it was it was used on the cover of Soaked in Bleach, the movie. A real, real cool picture of Kurt. So, yeah, yeah. I, dude, I did that. Dude, that's so crazy, man. Yeah, I, when you told me that, I was thinking like, what? You know, just trying to process the mind that that you know, and thinking like, what kind of a what kind of a, a person <laughs> sees the, sees a painting somewhere? I mean, may, maybe from that top secret YouTube channel I outed last week. You know, and yeah. so like. Maybe she went there and saw it and was like, what? You know, and freaked out. But I, you know, I mean, come on, man. And and it's quite obvious that there's no way that that person, it was an original creation for them. So, I mean, they had to know it was like, well, yeah, I copied it. And it would have to be almost like that something was so unique to them about it, right? Like a mole in a specific place that's not really there or something. Mm-hmm. Or they were like, no, this is what it was that was different. But it's not. It's a... It's, uh, it's a realism, right? Yeah. So you're you're, you're drawing a, a portrait, you're you're painting uh, a portrait of him based on a picture, a popular yeah. picture. And so, yeah, I'm glad. You know, I am glad though. I mean, part of me, the trollish part of me, is like, man, dude, I kind of wish you would have messaged back <laughs> to keep that bugger going. But on the other hand, it's like, you know what? That's good. That's and it may even be an embarrassing thing to be like, you know, I I should have thought about. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, after after you and I donned our, uh, grabbed our little flippy notepads and donned our uh, yeah. our overcoats and went out and started the investigation. Magnifying um, glasses. We 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 kind of we kind of came up with some theories, you know, like maybe uh, maybe her son did that and she owns the original as a gift and uh, she doesn't realize that her son used a photo for reference. Yeah, right. and you know, yeah, I so don't we. Know. It's interesting, man. You got to keep us in the loop about this, dude. Oh, I yeah. Mean, yeah. yeah. Crazy, if I ever crazy, hear back. Yeah. Cra- crazy emails, man. Yeah. But I didn't, uh, I, I really haven't read anything uh, all week. Um, but I did revisit a movie that I've been wanting to revisit. Every once in a while, I'll do this thing where if, if there's something that I hate, particularly I do this with music, if there's something that I hate, every five, six, seven, eight years, I'll, I'll, Give this a shot again. I've done it with the Grateful Dead uh, more times than they deserve. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand the band. I will you had, never you like had me sweating, bro. I was like, please tell me, man, because I, 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 I can't. I, no, I got I tried from all my hippie friends, dude. We'd be sitting around smoking, and they they always wanted to listen to to the Grateful Dead and Sublime, and I, or, both of and, those unpopular opinion. 
and fish, dude. Oh, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. Like, dude, I've done a lot of LSD and ecstasy, dude, but not that much. <laughs> like, well, my <laughs> when my son got older, uh, he fell into all that stuff. And so I thought, well, I'm going to try. And that was the last time I tried. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm a little bit older now. I'm going to try this again. And oh. I mean, there is one song that I that I do actually like. It's that yeah. Touch yeah. of Grey one that they put out, um, which is one of their most popular ones besides like Casey Jones and a couple of others, but that touch of gray. I do like that song, but the, uh, the band, I, I just, yeah, I don't get it. I don't really get the culture. Uh, no offense to anyone who listens to music. You know, I listen to, I'm a big fan of Madonna. I don't have any, like what I would call guilty pleasures. If something's good, it's good. You have a diverse palette actually. I know, I know, yeah. I know this. I've been to your house, you know, yeah. many, many times. And yeah. so I've heard you play music, man, that I, I did not think you would be into that style of music. Yeah. I you listen know? to some real yeah. extreme stuff. And then, and then like, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I spin in this house, I don't know if I'd say more than anybody, but bow. Uh, is, bow, bow. yeah, Sade, <laughs> dude, I'm always yeah. listening to her yeah. all the time. For real. Yes. The Cure, yeah. and then I'll turn around and listen to you know the Accused and the Misfits and Minor Threat and all that, all that stuff. So you got you got me into the Cure. You got me into the Cure. Um, you know, I think your I think your influence got me into Barry White. I don't know, maybe it wasn't you, but I like Barry White. I actually have a couple of his albums. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I, I've always been impressed by by the diverse array of styles that you're that you're into and how often I would come over to your house and uh you know walk in and you got that smell of nag champa and something else playing man something different and all the time you know and it was uh, a lot of it man it was it was ways for me to learn about that music too some of it I was like well I'm not really you know I'm not I'm not a big old school punk guy I mean you're mm-hmm. you're like that's you you know you're very old school punk and so you know I was kind of more in the 90s hardcore scene kind of thing you know so i was a little bit late for that but more more when mxpx first came around you know when they were still magnified plaid and so that was kind of my first taste of of punk but um you know but to 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 hear that but i'm with you man like (sighs) unpopular opinion i'll throw another one out there dude um bob marley i like like three songs dude and Mm -hmm. that's it and those songs that I like, I've heard them so many times that I could probably go the rest of my life and never hear those songs again. And I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. You know, I, I I can't imagine ever intentionally going and looking up Bob Marley or looking up sublime. You know, I, I just, there's certainly and grateful dead, you know, stuff like that. Like I was just, it's just not me. And so, but I oh, look, there's a lot of music I like, man, that people are like, this stuff's garbage, bro. It's hot trash. So, I, wonder, I wonder if some of that stuff like the dead and, and uh, Bob Marley and sublime, you know, all three of those are uh, synonymous with, uh, you know, smoking weed and stuff. And I, there was a time in my life when I dug Bob Marley and I, I think it was around 16 and I listened to uh, the Exodus album. It was my favorite Bob Marley album. And then I got a Peter Tosh uh, album called legalize it that is that i still enjoy but i was selective with all that stuff and i remember feeling like i was cool because not only was i a stoner at that time in my life but i was down with the reggae 
you know, like I knew what reggae was. I was cultured. So, but then after I grew up and I, you know, stopped smoking and stuff like that, it was, it was definitely less appealing and I'm not trashing any of that music. It's just that like the other, I've listened to Bob Marley since like some stuff that I hadn't heard before. And um, I was like, eh. but then the other day I heard my neighbor playing uh, um, Exodus and I was like, man, is that, uh, is that Exodus movement of job people? And I listened and I was like, it can't be because my neighbor is a cop. She's an ex-cop, but and I just didn't, you know, think she'd be listening to something like that. And right. sure enough, it was in uh, put a smile on my face, and I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. So there are some stuff that I still enjoy, but yeah. but um, well, dude, I you know the thing is, man, I was introduced to all that stuff in the heyday of smoking ridiculous amounts of ganj, bro. Like I was, I was constantly ripped like twenty four seven, and experimenting with all these designer drugs and stuff. And I, it didn't matter, man. Like, you know, I could be having the best trip in the world, you know, and, and listening to that. And it was still like, bro, just no, no, no. And, but all my friends, man, they all, and they all had the flags, you know, there's kind of an aesthetic that goes with that too. And I was never even into that aesthetic. And they, I remember, you know, they were like, oh dude, sublime is so dope. And, and I was just kind of sitting there and I'd have to keep my mouth shut. Cause I'd be in, you know, groups of a bunch of these, bunch of these, uh, hippie dudes man and chicks and i was like and they'd be like all goo goo gaga over this stuff some i knew some people that went you know on that where they go around camping and stuff with fish and all that and uh kind of floating around with them the the party music where every day is having fun and kind of thing and mm -hmm. so you know i knew that but i just i could never do it man i could just never get into it so yeah that's uh <laughs> I don't know if I'll get any flag for that if, if either of us will, but it's true. You know, unpopular yeah. opinion week, right? I, I think that the, the the reason why I thought I was so cool was because um, at the time there was no like young that I was aware of anyway. There was no like young scene like that where people are really gravitating toward that. Like Sublime wasn't around. Hmm. There was no Sublime. So there wasn't, uh, the, I had been turned on to this stuff by my dad, my biological father, who kept me stoned uh for a good year um not to be confused with my um the father who raised me very respectful man and i i love my uh biological father who's no longer with us but there needs to be a difference um so you know i, I don't want people to think i'm talking about him when i'm talking about uh my biological father so anyway yeah i, I think it was the punk rock ethics in me where I felt kind of a, a, alone, like nobody else I knew was listening to this, but I knew this was like the weed music and I was down with it and I was listening to it. So it was kind of cool, but I wasn't like, you know, I didn't like change my whole like lifestyle or anything. Right. I, I didn't like get dread. Well, I did get dreads, but that was later. That was years later. It had nothing to do with um, reggae music or, or getting high or anything like that. But while talk about, going the long way to get to this movie that I'm trying to say that I gave it a chance. <laughs> this one, so, this yeah. one's on you, man. So I, I give things a chance, uh, particularly music. Didn't like the Ramones because it wasn't hard enough, not hardcore enough. Finally, I liked them. That kind of thing. You know, uh, it'll never happen for the dead. It'll never happen for country music, but um, it did happen for things like Bossa Nova. Love Bossa Nova. Uh, it happened through things like jazz, love jazz. I hated that stuff when I was a kid. I was just too punk and too 
very narrow-minded when I was young, when it came to, to music. Anyway, the movie Child's Play with Chucky. I never have cared for that movie. I've never cared for that character. And he you, you see him grouped up with some of the cooler ones all the time on T-shirts and stuff. You see him with Leatherface and Michael Myers and Jason. And uh, I just never got it. I don't, the, the thing was not scary to me at all. It would be so easy to just kick that thing across the room. You know, uh, I just, yeah, I just never, I just thought it was really silly. So I was like, you know what? It's been a really long time since I've seen Child's Play. So I thought it's on Netflix. I'm going to watch it. And I watched it and it sucked. (laughs) (laughs) It still sucked. I I think what I'm going to do, and I'm taking... I'm taking a um, a little influence from uh, my friend Tim Meyer, who I'm writing a book with. He has been uh, on this podcast. I believe it's called The Final Guys, and it's pretty cool. They do a little bit kind of what we're doing, um, and there's four of them, and but they always shoot it live, I think. And at the end, they go into a movie, and you know, spoilerific. So I usually tune out at that point because they're usually talking about a movie I, that I haven't seen. Uh, at least the two episodes that I that I watched. But there's a guy on there who has been torturing himself with watching all of the Children of the Corn movies. And then each week, that, and there's like 12 of them. And yeah. they're all bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think I've seen two of them. And so I thought, well, I'm going to watch all the Child's Play movies, you know. And uh, so I started with the first one. And yeah, I hope, I, I've, I haven't seen all of the Child's Play movies. I've How seen- many are there, bro? Uh, I think there's maybe four, and then there's there might be more than that, and then there's the remake that that, that just yeah. came out, like yeah. last year, I think. But I, I did see, I think it was Bride of Chucky, and I think that I liked that more than the original, probably because it was gorier or something like that. But yeah, so that's that's Child's Play. I I, I still don't like it. I still don't really. Um, understand it the only thing i liked about it was that nostalgic feeling of the 80s that it gave me while watching it Um, yeah the worst 80s movie can do for me see i've seen i've seen i think one one of those and i wasn't that impressed by it because i i was already scared by that real kid uh in pet cemetery man and i'm like dude if you're gonna be scared about some little little kid at least be scared of that dude <laughs> like you ain't messing around cutting the back of that dude's heel like that it was, um, that freaked me out man I, I remember as a kid dude i'd check underneath cars and stuff man people i heard it was all that kind of urban legend where it's like people are getting under everybody's cars and slitting the back of the, and it's just creating images you know from pet cemetery in everybody's head and they're like oh my gosh is that kid in there <laughs> it's like you know so uh you know, checking under the bed, making sure that little dude ain't there. Uh, you know, and that my cat's eyes aren't glowing and getting creepy and all mangy looking. You know, but you know, I can never really get into that. But my kids, it's kind of funny you were joking because my we were talking one time and and I admitted that my kids were terrified of that. That they just the the picture of it and they the idea of watching it is like no way. That's just yeah. too scary for them. And you're like, why would you be scared? You could just punt it across the room. But yeah. it all comes back for them. It comes back to slappy. From right. goosebumps, man. Yeah. yeah, apparently Slappy really messed with them, dude. <laughs> so like, and and they're into puppets and stuff, man. But but that kind of thing, you know that that really messes with them. And so although there was the the goosebumps with Jack Black in it, 
And that, I don't know if that was slappy or what that was. I think it was slappy though, but they mm -hmm. didn't scare them so much. And it was more pop kind of a, you know, it was more fun. It wasn't just the books either. You know, it was yeah. you know, you got music playing and you got the, the kids and the goofy effects and stuff and Jack Black, of course. And so it's not quite the same. Yeah, dude. I, there's, there's just certain songs. I, I'm surprised that there's no, is there no country or is it just that as a genre, that you go, no, nah, man. Or, or is it, do you have any country songs at all? No, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, the older stuff reminds me of this, uh, a neighbor that I had and his really depressing uh, situation that he had at his house. And when we, whenever I was over there, I wasn't, he wasn't really a friend of mine. I think we were giving him a ride to school because that year the bus people or whatever went on strike and so all the parents had to carpool and take all the kids to school but um this is like early 80s and i'd go over there because sometimes his mom would take us and their their house didn't smell like my house didn't smell very pleasant to me and she'd be listening to johnny cash and the the walls were just painted this depressing blue and this poor kid would not wash his hair so it was always greasy and had those like thick kind of lines in the, you know what I'm talking about? Like you <laughs> run a comb through it and then four hours later, all of the lines are still oh, there yeah. in, the, in his hair. And the poor kid, I felt, you know, bad for him, but just right. that whole thing. And I had never, my parents didn't listen to country. My only experience with, with country is being at like my grandparents and we would watch Hee Haw, which yeah, I man. really, really enjoyed because it was like the only thing on that, you know, <laughs> it, and I'd be laying on the floor watching popcorn we watch Hee Haw, but I didn't enjoy the the music. It was like a it was like a SNL for old right, people, you right, know? right. But so no, I I have this weird attachment with um. There are some music and movies and stuff that I that no one else would like for the reason that I like it, and I like it strictly for a nostalgic mm -hmm. reason that might seem really silly. Country music has the opposite effect on me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, oh man, dude, I I I like some man. I've I've kind of this weird, I have this weird nostalgic connection with with country, but mainly when I'm mowing. And I know that sounds weird, man, but like if I'm mowing the yard, and I used to live way out in the country and stuff, man, 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 work, it ma mainly work. You know, I'm sitting outside, I'm mowing the yard, I'm listening to Hank Williams or Old Junior, and just you know. I could listen to the, the best hits of that stuff, man. But, you know, I know it's not country, but uh, John Denver, you know, I'm kind of into that world, too. Okay. Okay. Now that I do like John Denver. Yeah. But yeah, I don't yeah. really. I wouldn't classify him as country, though. That's not really oh, fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Eagles. They're not country, but they got a lot of stuff that is like borderline. What about what about Leonard Skinner, dude? Yeah, but that's Southern rock. Okay. Yeah. But it's, but it's influenced by country. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. But no. see, okay, okay, what about Jolene by Dolly Parton? No. Oh, dude. No. Oh, I did no. I did own uh Kenny Rogers greatest hits on vinyl when I was like nine or something, and I used to spin that. I have a really great picture on Facebook of me holding that and flipping it off with Kenny Rogers vinyl. <laughs> I forget why, man, but it's a cool picture. I'm kind of like, bah! you know, I was mad. Something about one of the songs. I forget what it is. I gotta I'll probably put it on the video or something. But yeah, so country, I'm with you though. But like modern stuff, it's it's especially hard to do. Not, especially not modern. If I'm ever gonna fall yeah. into the trap of country, 
it's going to be something pre probably pre 1980. Yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I, I, I like the old stuff, uh, you know, but, it, but, you know, as much as I like, uh, Hank Williams, um, some of the stuff is just super dupe twangy. You know what I mean? And it just kind of follows the same, same, uh, yeah. so, it sounds a lot, just a kind of a repeat of the same thing. Yeah. And I, and I, I I'm sad to say that, right? <laughs> you know, but it's probably true of a decent amount of music. You know, people can say that about a lot of different, different stuff. You know, I like Cypress Hill. Although, you know what? Uh, let me take this back. Okay. Um, that's like one of those bands that when I went back to listen, I didn't care for it as much as I thought I would with mm-hmm. Cypress Hill. I still love going back and listening to, to early Dre stuff. You know what I mean? I, I do. I like, I like Dr. Dre. I like early Snoop stuff. Uh, I like NWA. I like Africa Bombada. You know, so I like I like rap going back a ways. Um, I've got a funny relationship with rap because yeah. I when I you know I skateboarded heavily between uh, like eighty eight. Um, I think I mean I started when I was in like eighty five, but I didn't get real serious about it until like eighty eight. And I skated heavily from 88 to um, 91 with fr- with my friends uh, nearly every day, all day. Um, no job. I was a real winner. Anyway, we would argue sometimes about, and I'm actually writing a short story that has a little something to do with this. We would argue about what we were playing in the car. And most of us all liked punk rock. So we would put that in there. But also most of us liked rap except for me. So, you know, sometimes I would like lose out, you know, like kind of majority rules type of thing. And they would play stuff like NWA and Ice Cube's first album, early Ice Tea, some other stuff that is, uh, I think, a little bit more underground. And now when I hear that, I really, really hated it back then. There was one Ice Tea song I liked, but that was because it was not really a rap song. It was more of a rock song, a mm-hmm. uh, really, really dirty one. <laughs> And I did respect him because I, he used a Black Sabbath song on, on the same album. I can't remember the, what the name of the album is called. And um, he also used Jello Biafra, the singer for the Dead Kennedys, on that same song. So I was like, you know, okay, he's got my respect. And now even more so. You know, I've seen him cover Slayer. He's got, of course, his hardcore band, Body Count. But, I, and then even in 87, I went out with a chick uh, who was into LL Cool J. She had his first, he had just put out his first yeah, uh, thing. Yeah. And I just didn't get it. I didn't really understand it. But when I hear that stuff now, it's not something I put on a lot and it's a hundred percent strictly for nostalgia. So if I put on NWA or ice cubes, uh, like America, America's most wanted, um, it takes me back to like skateboarding, but, yeah. I, I can't. I cannot stand uh, any rap past like '91. I just can't. And, and nowadays, no way, man. I cannot stand it. And it, it's always refreshing to me to see another rap artist or or someone who likes rap like talk trash about today's modern rap because bands like Rage Against the Machine and Public Enemy they sing about a lot of the same stuff, you know, political things and. Uh, social things. Um, but nowadays, uh, this rap is just 
it's like this crazy facade that I just don't understand about uh, money and women. And I can't get behind it. And I, I better shut up now because this will turn into a really <laughs> long rant about rap, about my rap. But anyway, yeah, I have this Dude, weird I, I'll say this, man. You know, speaking of bands that like going back and, and realizing, oh, maybe I like that more or maybe I didn't like it as much as I used to. And what, what was I thinking? You know, some of the bands or like rap groups, you know, that I went back and said, man, I just, why did I like that, man? Bone Thugs and Harmony. I have no idea what I was thinking. I don't know what anybody was thinking. <laughs> As I listened to it, I said, these guys are just terrible. It's really bad. Bone Thugs, that was more like kind of music almost too, wasn't it? Are those the guys that did the first of the month? Well, they did. They also had a kind of unique way of of doing their thing too, from what I remember. I mean, it's yeah. not something that, that I want to listen to again, but I remember them being, I mean, when you compare it to stuff nowadays, it seems a, little, a lot more original. And they're still around right now too. Actually, they were in Grand Rapids not long ago. But like, you know, Bone Thugs, you know, and and Cypress Hill. Yeah. I just, you know, I went back and I listened to, you know, some of their most iconic songs. And, and it, I was like, man, this is kind of grating. Onyx, Foosh Nickens. You know, I don't know if anybody remembers that. It was that uh, when Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, when he was busting a, <laughs> busting a move with the rap scene. And uh, yeah, Foosh Nickens. I, you know, I used to think they were just so dope, dude. And even LL Cool J, you know, the, the uh, mama said, knock you out. You know, that, that he repeats that line, one variation or another of that line, as, as many times as the Beatles repeats, let it be, but with, with not nearly the effect. That's unbelievable. Um, and yet somehow they're able to pull it off. LL Cool J, you know, I just sat there and I said, man, if it wasn't for him being so buff and hardcore, you know, spitting at the mic, in that in that ring i don't know what i think about it but then there's you know there are some modern rap groups that i would say and people might even debate me and say that's not really rap you know that i think nf i think nf is good little peep you know rest in peace um little peep i like his music um danny brown and your boy ty he's, he's actually a friend of mine i made a video a while probably man, eight months ago now talking about wasting your lives and your time online and stuff like that. And, and a lot of it is based on a song uh, that, that TY did with another rapper from Michigan. But so I, I would say that there's some that are really good. And I think, you know, there are certain styles, but I think that even a lot of modern rap has fallen into a certain style that it just sounds lazy to me. Like it, it doesn't sound like hip hop. I felt was clever and smart, you know, and, and used, um, a deep vocabulary. I mean, they, they really dug deep and, and they mixed up the, the, the cadence more than, you know, and I think part of that's just the democratization of music, maybe, you know, that more people are able to produce. And so you're going to get a lot more of the kind of mediocre. You're just going to get it, you know, and it, and it goes so fast. Um, so you're just going to hear new band, new band, new band all the time. And a lot of it's just going to be churning out similar memes. It's like memetics. Right. And so, I'm not too critical of it, but yeah, man. So like some bands, dude, some bands that went back and thought they were pretty dope. They're better than before. And some bands went back and thought they were way worse than I ever imagined. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right, man. Well, <clears throat> I guess we'll um, start talking about Cock Rock with uh, Night of the Werewolfster. <laughs>